personal branding, whether it, it can be a really intimidating thing. And a lot of people are like, okay, I don't want to start a personal brand. I don't want to start uploading videos or having these professional photos and all of that. And, and a lot of people are intimidated by it. But what you need to accept is absolutely every single person here already has a personal brand. Because ha having a personal brand is, is the same thing as, as, as being an influencer. And everybody these days likes using that term, throwing out about being an influencer. Being an influencer is just very basically having influence on somebody else. We all have influence on our friends, on our family, on our siblings, on our, on our younger siblings, on our parents. We have influence on everybody around us. And all a personal brand is is actually taking that influence and owning it. And being like, okay, I'm actually going to actively do something with this. I'm not going to take that subconscious influence. Because a lot of us subconsciously influence people without even realising it. And what you're actually doing is you're just deciding, this is the direction that I want to take with my influence. This is the direction I want to take with my personal brand. And you put a stamp on that and you use it to something productive. Such as building your own business. So the first things that you want to do, just laying out here in three simple steps, the first things that you want to do when you're looking to build a personal brand is establish your audience. So you want to work out who your audience is. Who are they? What do they do? What, what, um, what, what, are, their, what are their hobbies? Why would they follow me over somebody else? Uh, what, can, what value can I bring to them? And for me, when I first started, I started my personal brand because I was in a lot of training programs and I wanted to start my business. I was desperate to start a social media agency. I was in a lot of training programs and I noticed that the actual private groups that I was in um, for these, these programs that I was in, the actual mentors or the course creators themselves weren't active in those groups. And I found myself actively posting in there every time I signed up clients, every time I got results for businesses. And I found people started coming to me. People started coming to me and asking me questions when I was getting results, when I was signing new business. And they were like, Jordan, how are you doing this? How are you, how are you doing this, that and the other? And I thought, hang on, this is an opportunity here for me to own this. This is an opportunity for me to take this away and build something from this and build a network of people who come to me for advice for a specific subject. And a massive problem with, with, with a lot of people have when they're starting a personal brand or thinking about starting a personal brand is they procrastinate so long about who their audience are. And what I found is your audience will find you. So when you start putting out content, naturally, if it's a content that you enjoy or content that you, you want to put out there, your audience will find you. I mean, look, we've, we've got all our mentees uh, from, from last month, they've, they've all done an incredible job at starting personal brands. Some of them have gone to town more than others. Some of them have done it a little bit lightly. But all of them have said to us how just the sheer number of people that have started reaching out to them because of it and asking them for advice. Because when you're doing something that somebody else isn't doing, when you're one step further ahead of somebody else, people want to know what's going on. And another big thing that people have is they're like, well, how can I start a personal brand if I'm only getting started myself? But why I started my YouTube channel when I only had two clients? I had two clients and I scaled it up and everybody got to see that journey. They got to see it and because I did that, it was super authentic. So the best time to start a personal brand is when you, you feel like you're nobody. When you feel like you're, you're not anywhere. That's the best place to start because you're relatable then and people can connect with you. And the only difference between being an ordinary person and being an expert is just being one step further ahead than somebody else. If one of you guys know how to do something, which every single one of you guys will know how to do something that I don't know at some point at one hobby in your life, you're an expert to me on that subject because you're even just one step further ahead than me. So you're, you have the ability to influence me on that specific subject, whatever that may be, and you've just got to own that. So don't overthink who your audience are. And in this instance, when you're trying to sign clients, you want to think about 
and what kind of businesses you want to go for. So let's say you've got, and this is going a little bit off tangent, but it's really, really important. When you're, when you're starting a personal brand and you're, you're starting to put content out there, and when you're starting a social media marketing business, you want to have an idea of what kind of industries you want to reach out to. What are the kind of niches that you want to go for? Everyone throws that around. Like, who, what are the best niches in social media marketing? And in realistic terms, there are no best niches. There are, there are basic ones which I could reel out which are easier to sign because they're commodities like restaurants and gyms and dentists but everyone talks about that. For me, I think it's more important that you reach out to an industry which you actually have genuine interest in. Like we were talking on, on, on the lunch, you, you've got genuine interest in football, so it makes sense for you to reach out to sports e-commerce brands, for example, because you've got a genuine interest in that topic. So think about free interests that you have and start off with that. Think of free interests and start putting out relevant content towards marketing those industries. And naturally, you'll find that people start to come to you. So you also need to decide what platforms you're going to reach out to people on. I mean, how many of you guys here absolutely hate the idea of creating videos? Okay, so a few of you guys. The rest of you are all comfortable getting in front of videos, starting, starting up with video content. Okay, wicked. So you need, to decide, you need to decide what you want to do. I mean, doing videos is a scary thing. It's a big commitment putting content out there, but you get the best reaction from people. Um, and the biggest reason why people stop doing video, or personal branding in general, is because they're worried about what other people are going to think. And they're worried about what their friends are going to think, worried about what their, what their family are going to think. Did you have a question, my man? Videos of yourself. Videos of yourself on, on Instagram, on YouTube, or whatever that may be. So, you, people stop doing that because, or are afraid to do that because they're worried about what people are going to think. And, and I always say to people, there's, there's a cycle of three things that happen. And reasons why you really should not give a shit what anyone thinks about you. People at the start, when you start a personal brand, will take the mick. That's, 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 that's what happens. People will take the mick. They'll, they'll take the mick, they'll send it to their friends, or they'll send it to you, and they'll be like, what are you doing? I thought you were a bricklayer. Why are you a social media marketer now? I see it all the time. One of our guys had it. He was, um, worked, used to work on the rail, railroads, and he was like, I can't start a personal brand because all my friends are going to mock me. And I even saw his friends commenting on his first post, and they were like, what the hell? I thought you were like a, a railroad labourer. And so he, but he's owned it. So they first say they take the mick, and then they ask questions. And it always happens. Then same people come back and they ask you questions. So what is it you're doing now? And then then they copy you. And it happens every single time. I've had Has so many people... Has anybody experienced this? Has anybody experienced this? Good. <laughs> Literally, they, they, they take the mic, they ask questions, and then they copy you. And it happens like that every single time. I've had so many people in my life, and I've been like, fuck you. Because you're the exact, <laughs> because you're the exact same person that's now coming to me and, 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 and enrolling in a program, and I'm teaching you the stuff that you ripped me for when I started it. So that's, it's really important. So you really shouldn't give a damn what anybody thinks about you, because they'll be copying you eventually. So pick your platform. Um, I would recommend starting off on Instagram. It's the easiest place to start off. Um, if you've got the confidence to do video, start a YouTube channel as well. It's a massive commitment. I won't, I won't bust that up for you. Um, it is a big commitment, even making a weekly video. like it's, it's something which you have to force yourself to do. It's going to be uncomfortable. When I first started doing videos, it took me two hours to make a 10-minute video. Um, so it literally did. You, you, you're, you're doing jump cuts all the time. And I'm a perfectionist, and I get really annoyed. If I stutter over a word, if I say something I don't like, this is why like, being on stage for me when I started was such an uncomfortable thing. Because I'm like, I want to make sure every word I say is like, perfectly articulated. And so when I'm on stage, it's like a really, it's a shock to the system. And now I, when I do my videos, I don't do jump cuts all the time. I try and make sure that if I screw up, I keep it authentic. And that's another really kind of a, a struggle, a, a thing that you'll struggle with when you first start making video content. But if you're comfortable doing that, start a YouTube channel. Instagram, YouTube. 
And then, of course, the most important thing out of all of this is that you should always lead with value. Never try, just try to sell to people when you first start a personal brand. I didn't have any kind of product offering until I had like 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. I don't know how much I had on Instagram. I think I only started my business Instagram like six months after my YouTube channel. And I didn't ask for anything in return. All I wanted to do was put value out there, put content which people would be able to relate to and they'd be like, okay, I can learn from this person so they keep coming back. And that's the most important thing. To grow a loyal fan base, you need to put valuable content out there without asking for anything in return. I see it so many times, people starting off like a YouTube channel, they've got like 50 subscribers, and they're like, if you want to book a consultation call with me, click the link in the description. It's like, well, no, no, you haven't got any credibility to be able to do that. And it's so disrespectful to your audience to demand them money. I used to jump on the phone with people for free for months and months and months when I first started my brand, because I wanted to build that credibility and build that trust with my audience, which is so important for me because I always lead forward with value. For me, I wanted to create a YouTube channel which provided more free value than most people charge for. And exactly the same principle that we're having with this event. I want to give more free value to you guys. You can pay someone a grand to tell you the stuff I told you in the last 10 minutes. Like That's true talk. You literally can pay people thousands of pounds to teach you some of the most simple things. And so I always lead forward with value and make sure you do that with your personal brand yourself. There's absolutely no shame in regurgitating content that you've seen out there. Like, I read books all the time, and I'll get an idea from a book, or I'll listen to a podcast, and I'll be like, I need to tell my audience that. So just because somebody else has put it out there doesn't mean that you can't repurpose that content, because chances are that your audience aren't looking at their stuff. So there's no shame in getting inspiration from other people and taking little snippets of information, because I didn't invent Facebook ads. It doesn't mean that I can't talk about it and teach people about it. These are just a, a couple of stats from up until today, um, just to show you how quickly things can, can move forward. And this is, by no stretch of the imagination, a, a baseline for you to, to work towards, but this is just giving you an idea of kind of the, how this, this, this plays out. Uh, and what you're looking at here, if we just go at the top, this is subscribers on YouTube. And I launched my channel on YouTube February last year, so really not a long time at all. And you notice at the start there, all the way through to about July, like you're looking like six months in, Things are pretty slow, like really, really slow. You've got to accept that when you put content out there, even on Instagram, no matter what, what platform, like my first 20 videos, nobody watched them. Like only the people, like my friends or whatever, who I actually actively shared them with, people who wanted to support me, which is not a massive amount of people. People want you to do well, but they don't want you to do better than how they're doing. So when you start actively <laughs> trying something, they, they, it doesn't, they don't really reciprocate that support that you want. So you really notice that first, like, two months, I had no growth at all, like literally minimal, and it started to gain traction, and all of a sudden, somewhere between July and October, I really started to grow, and it's because of social proof, it's when you get that first 1,000, 2,000 people, people look at you and you think, oh, they're actually a somebody, okay, how, how, is your page moving, you're on 13,000 on Instagram, but I bet when you hit over 10k, you notice that momentum start building a bit more because people think you're a somebody. They don't think they don't see you as like, yes, you're still growing. And, and even my page, it's on like, it's on like, I think it's like 30,000. And we, and but 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 that first 10,000 was so painfully slow. But when I first got over that, that's when it really started to gain that momentum because people start taking you serious. And that's exactly what you can see has happened here. And actually, with personal branding, it doesn't always matter about gaining following. Followers is just a, almost a vanity metric for yourself. And that's why Instagram and other platforms are getting rid, rid of the like me, likes metric. So Instagram at the moment are actually rolling out in like four different countries have done it so far. They're getting rid of Instagram likes because they don't want people to be able to be compared to each other on that level. So it's not about the vanity metrics, it's about the value that you're putting out to your audience, about how engaged your audience are with you. And that's, that's the most important thing. Did you have a...
Is there a correlation that you saw of something that you changed or did in that six-month span that made you go No, abs- no, it's consistency. It's only consistency. The only thing that will grow a personal brand is consistently plugging away over time. It's not thinking, oh, I'll leave a video this week. It's every single week. I put a video out there. No one's watching it, but somebody will watch it. And now if you go back to my last videos, they've got like 10,000 views or something because people go back and they watch them videos. And actually, my first videos are what some people say are my most valuable videos. Yeah? So, so you watch my YouTube content. So you prefer my earlier videos than... than Exactly, because the, actually the, the most valuable content you put out there is the ones at the start, because you're really trying to make an impression and, and, and make an impact on, 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 on the audience, so you're trying to get it out there, so people go back and they watch that stuff, but it's the consistency that gets you there, and that's why people fall short, because they, they, they have a couple of videos, they have a couple of Instagram posts, and then they get no, like, they get no feedback, and then they give up on that, and then, that's that over. But also, it doesn't matter if you don't build a following at all, like, that really doesn't matter. For your clients, they don't really care how many followers you get. Your clients, they just want to see you actively doing what you're saying you're doing. And then when I go over to your page and they see, like, it's you, like, doing some completely other different business model, or it's you getting smashed every weekend, or it's you being really unprofessional, it's like, they don't want to see that. For your clients, all they need to see is this clarification that you are actually who you're saying you are. So when you send a DM over to someone and it says... I help restaurants skyrocket their, their revenue through social media ads or whatever you choose to, to put your bio or whatever relevant content you put out there, they at least know that you are the person you say you are, so you're priming them whilst you're sending their messages so you're not wasting their time. And that's a problem. Lots of people say, like, I do outreach and I send messages and I'm just getting no responses. And I'm like, okay, send me your social profiles. And I go on it and there's absolutely nothing relevant to what they're actually promoting. And then they wonder why they're not having a good response because this is a dog-eat-dog world. There's thousands of people doing this stuff. There's people out there who are hustling on a daily basis trying to get clients, okay, and you're competing against the masses, so you need to make sure that you stand up against everybody else, and you're putting enough good enough content out there. 